All right, we are live. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Hey, man, um, we were just talking about it. We always end up talking for like 15 minutes before the <laughs> podcast, you know, ends up starting. So we just figured we we chime you guys in. We have you guys join us. So uh, you were saying, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? Oh, it was so good. My wife, um, she usually does the cooking. You know, we do a lot of gluten-free stuff since we have a, a celiac family here. And uh, so celiac is that kind disease. Of de- okay, I need to be honest with you. I don't want yes. to be mad, though. Is it kind no. of depressing? Is, is it depressing? Yeah. Because you can't have gluten? Well, yeah, it, it's in some aspects. Like, you can't have, like, bread, but, like, she's, yeah, I mean, that's she's exactly a really good, she's a really good cook. So, really? um, there's, like, gluten-free stuffing that we had. And uh, what she did is she, she uh, we didn't do turkey, like a turkey, but we did turkey breast. And so, okay. what she did is she did a Pinot Noir, like, um, something that had herbs and Pinot Noir and soaked it. And then mm. put it in the oven for you know a couple hours. It was so juicy. And then plus, which was which is a great thing, is you could just slice it so easy, and you didn't no. have to worry. We you didn't have to worry about the bones. So it, was it like a giant meatball then? No, it was like a chicken breast, right? Okay. So it, it, it looked like it. That's what I thought it was going to look like a giant meatball, and it was going to fall apart. But it didn't. It sliced just like a turkey would, but there was no bones in it interesting it was amazing i don't think i can go back to having just a regular turkey because of how how the cleanup was and just how like it was, yeah. it was amazing no man that's the tough part about it man i mean i mean just not being able to have carbs like that or bread yeah yeah Ooh. well my wife is a phenomenal baker so she does cakes and stuff like that but she just goes like gluten-free stuff like- yeah so she does gluten-free she does dairy-free she has a like a business on the side where she does like gluten free, dairy free cakes and donuts and does she all order that stuff. Just, is it just locally or is it like Yeah, it's just locally right now. Why haven't you been plugging that up? <laughs> well, because she I'm still has your a, wife. They, I like, know, hey, I know. You promoted you like, <laughs> times. There's like uh, maybe a couple of Wyoming fans out there, like Wyoming listeners that would probably be like, you know what? I'm going to go try some of this stuff. Exactly. Well, she's still trying to get kind of things kind of situated with her other job. And so it's not like a, a thing that she puts oh, out there. It's kind of like a, like a friend of friend type of thing. Like, yeah. She wants to get, get it started, you know, farther down the line. But right now she's just. Does she have a name for it? Not really. I don't think so yet. Not really. No, she has prices and everything like that, but she doesn't. I don't think she has a name. And if what I, would, if, what would it take for her to like mail it out to me if I wanted to place an order? Oh, she would you do think, it. You think she'd do it? Oh yeah. Okay. Do you have like a your favorite? Do you have a recommendation? Oh, uh, dude, I'm I'm totally a donut fan, man. Like she does really good donuts. Like, well, I'm built like, like cake a donut, donuts, so right? I, I love donuts too. Yeah. Donuts, donuts like me too, way too much. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. thing where people says, I mean, I'm only, I'm gonna barely gonna turn 26, and people listening are gonna be like, bro, shut up, like you're still young. <laughs> but you, I mean, your metabolism slows down. I oh lie. shoot, dude, wait till you're 30, man, it shuts way down. Dude, from like 23 to now, <laughs> two years, I've been noticing some rapid changes, which has forces me to be like. For the most part, I try. I try to be, but I'm not perfect at it. Like really conscious about what I'm trying to put in my body. Oh yeah. But I have, I have made some crazy changes as far as like you know really kind of spending that extra money to go to like free range stuff. Yeah. You know, Grass fed beef, those sort of things, and I've, I've taken up an interest in hunting simply because I feel so much better on it. And oh, I yeah. wish I would have known about this when I was playing. Like 
you would think that I was taking all the supplements under under the earth in order to be a football player. I literally took nothing. All I'd had was like protein shakes and that's it. That was the extent of like my 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 nutritional knowledge. And it wasn't until <laughs> after I graduated when I started learning about like creatine, you know? I started learning about vitamin D and how and how bad certain things are for you and how good other things are for you. So vitamin D is good for you, right? Yeah, no, no, that's what I said. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was like, dang, I've been taking vitamin no, no, no. D for a long time. I didn't learn about those benefits until afterwards, magnesium, okay. B, fish oils, and those sort of things. And they've always said it, you know, I just, I don't know what I was doing. I just, it went in one ear, out through the other. So I never really yeah. paid attention to it, man. But, man, we're trying, man. I'm trying not to look like a donut. Oh. But it's not working out too well. No, it just, it, it just tastes so darn, like, way too good. So. Oh, well, but. oh, well. Well, quick plug in. That's great. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, you were at the game this past I was week. at the game and, you know, it's a tale of two halves because holy cow, let's, oh, well, before we get into that, we got some Grizz updates, man. We do a quick Grizz update. We'll get into the game and then we'll exactly. start with NDSU. We'll go from there. So let's hit it. Grizz update. So, uh, let's get into some basketball, man. Uh, the men's basketball team last Tuesday when we were recording, uh, they, Picked up a win against uh, MSU Northern, sixty-three to fifty-one. This Sunday, they they lost a heartbreaker back and forth at Air Force at the Air Force Academy, fifty-six to fifty-nine. Uh, they actually play to no tomorrow is Tuesday uh, against Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So uh, go watch them, or actually can't watch it because it's on not on ESPN Plus since it's at a uh, non-Big Sky school. So. You will be able to listen on the Grizz network of radio. Check that out. Support them. Um, they're kind of winding down here in the next month or so. They're going to be starting the big sky. It's crazy. Yeah, man. It's going by so fast. I mean, we've just kind of been busy covering football. So I'm sure we'll have some time to give them the respect that they deserve to you know, do a little bit of a preview and start talking about the games that they've already had. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, women's basketball. They have a little bit of a break um until their first or their next game december 2nd this friday they're at washington state um and and again you're gonna have to check that on the radio network the grizz radio network as well since it is not a big sky school so uh go check them out they're fun to watch i think they're starting to get uh carmen g filler back so that's always a a good thing to get one of your main uh, uh hogs or main whatever key opponent uh cogs in the in the game so definitely they're fun to watch man if you haven't watched them they're really fun to watch yeah i have a goal set at least three games this year at least three games there you go there you go mm-hmm. um also what something that i have not put on here but i wanted to give a shout out to the basketball program so if you haven't heard it's been on twitter um they are naming the court for robin selvig um and so the court is going to be called robin selvig court um a great honor um, well-earned, uh, amazing yeah. coach. And so uh, definitely really cool. Hopefully we can get some updates on on what, when that's going to happen, what's what it's going to look like, you know, what's it going to be on the court. Uh, would be really, really cool to have him on as well. So we'll try to get him on and, and uh, yeah, really cool. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, what an honor to be right yeah. in that type of light. I mean, 
you can only dream of something like that for, you know, coaching for so long and dedicating your whole life to it. I mean, at the end of it all, you don't do it for the recognitions of having arenas named after you do it for those kids. And when you see those sort of things, it just, it just kind of reminds you and brings back to the place of, you know, I've changed the people's lives for the better. I hope, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Grizz hockey, man. They are. You're a fan of Grizz hockey. You I am. Hockey. I love you hockey. You do a good man. job about it. I always see you posting like, see, me and Adam, we share the Instagram. And so I'll repost some stuff. He'll repost some stuff. We both share the Twitter. He's primarily mm-hmm. on Twitter. I'm probably a little bit more on Instagram, if we're yeah. being honest. But he's always finding stuff about them and posting about them, man. Yeah. I love I love hockey. It's a, it's an awesome sport to go watch, especially in person. If you ever want to go have a beer, so and that's why I think like football is like not getting. I wish you could have a beer while you're there. Here you can actually have. I believe oh, like you can actually have stand, a beer. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I think that. Could be- I got into the beer garden this past Saturday, and it wasn't very good for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I was fine. My friend was not. We'll, we'll keep that for another day. Gets over. He's a little bit better about it right now, but uh, the night did not end up well for him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, this Friday and Saturday, uh, they play Williston State at home. Uh, 8 p.m. kickoffs there, guys. So definitely go support them. Uh, they have been uh, balling out, man, or, or pucking out, as you would say. Uh, they are number 14 in the nation uh, ranking right that now. Legit. That's legit. Totally legit. So go support them. Go see some great hockey. And, uh, yeah, go support Grizz Hockey. Let's go, baby. That's right. Well, that's all I have, man, um, for Grizz updates. Let's talk about this last game, man. That's a great way to put it, man, right here in the title. SEMO comeback. Yeah, it was totally a comeback, man. Like it was such a weird, weird game for me. Yeah. First of all, you know, I've I've obviously, you know, I've had a couple times where only a handful where I've been there playing in Thanksgiving and it's a weird thing. You know, actually no, actually I don't believe I have. Because when I when I think about it, I think last that 2019, my last year, we had that first round bye, I believe. No, 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 we played. You played Southeast Louisiana. We played Southeast. Yeah. yeah so we played. Yeah. We played. Yeah. Just a little bit of a different environment this time around. I think a little bit because it was an eight o'clock game, Thanksgiving yeah. week. So you kind of get to the state. I mean, you get to tailgating because I'm there three hours early to tailgate. And it's just a weird environment because there's not the same people running around. There's, you know, the, the drinking's definitely down for sure. There's there's the certain parts that's super crowded. It starts to get like vast little deserts. So at first you're thrown off by it a little bit and it throws my energy off. So I get to the stadium. We get into the game. We watch kickoff happens. We're hopeful about obviously the opportunity to play this team. And like we said, or I think we had talked about, or I talked to somebody about it last week. I wasn't able to hop on. Um, we kind of anticipated a steamrolling, but Simo came out to play. They yeah. they they really, really did. And you can tell that those guys were in it to win it. And that's the crazy part about this whole playoff potential. It doesn't matter. On paper, we can look at it and say, hey, Simo should have lost by a lot. But ultimately, every single team that we play against or every single team in the actual playoffs is good. And they're there for a reason. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, first half, you know, just really quickly, you know, we kind of get into it. It's like a days ago. The energy's there. It was super weird things happening. Like, there was points in time where I heard the crowd booing, and I wasn't too sure whether or not they were booing 
their or they it was a bad call or they were booing us and so i'm sitting there trying to figure out what the hell's going on the energy seems off the players look like you know like they're still trying to wake up mm-hmm. you know so it was a really uncharacteristic environment all the way across but yeah. the second half i mean we turned on the jets in yeah. all types of ways you know we went back outside Warmed up with a couple more shots of fireball, came back in at halftime. <laughs> and then before you know it, I mean, I really truly believe that the crowd, for the most, like, I think, really think that they had a big part in that momentum shift. I mean, yeah. for the 15,000, 16,000 people that were there, not, not, you know, that's not traditional how we usually do the games. No. It was loud. So you can hear it. You can yeah. hear it on the, so, on the, so you broadcast. watch the game live. Yeah. You could hear on the broadcast and the booing, I think, was in part of the play calling, the offensive play calling. That might have been it, man, because I was sitting I remember there, those oh, couple instances. I was about to get pissed off at some people. I'd be like, you're booing the players, really? Like, you're yeah. in the playoffs. Like, I mean, you saw, I mean, you know, so much hate last week. And I wasn't able to hop on because I was dealing with, I was stuck in Oregon with a broken down truck for a couple of days. I mean, but I mean, last week on Twitter, you see people oh, upset yeah, it was, that, it was crazy. that we made the playoffs. It blows my yeah. mind. It makes yeah. no sense to me. So you, so you listened to it. Did you watch it at all by chance? Yeah, I watched. I watched it on um, the ESPN, uh, ESPN two, and they and the announcers kind of had said it like, "Hey, I think they're booing the offensive coordinator for the calling and whatnot." Okay. Um, it, it like I, I totally agree with you. The, the, the energy felt off and we had texted during the game a little bit just the energy felt off um it felt like players were trying to warm up or if they were just kind of like lackadaisical the play calling didn't help um you know lucas i i still i don't i don't know man i i that need worries me and and with with him i i think one of his main things is being able to to move around and I think that that just kind of takes away he's one not really of the parts of the offense. Back foot right now, huh? No, no. Uh-huh. It, he think, he goes slow in his backup too. He goes yeah. really slow in his backup and gets set, and then he throws it. Yeah, and I think I think that's why you see some of those inaccuracies, especially that first half. I yeah. think that second half, I do think that receivers try to play to his ball thrown yeah. as opposed to kind of vice versa. You know, I mean, usually the quarterback plays to the receivers type of route. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the receivers did a phenomenal job just adjusting to that in the second yeah. half because the first half, you know, I saw balls that were underthrown. I saw balls that were overthrown, you yeah. know. Um, what the hell, man? I got kicked out. <laughs> I did not do anything. I was middle sentence. And then before you know, I'm talking about blank screen, talking about where did I go? I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I'll, here's what I was going to say. Where did I get cut off at? What was the last thing you heard me say? Something about uh, the wide receivers uh, yeah, playing so to his ball. They were playing to his ball, which I thought was really impressive that we have the type of receivers to be oh, yeah. just in that way because that is a horrible thing to do. I saw Malik make a couple of those plays, you know, especially those Incredible. long balls. You saw he started creeping kind of back, tough throw, bam. Yep. Perfect sweet spot for him to be able to catch the ball. Um, one thing I will say about Lucas is that um, – Obviously, he's had a little bit of a back-and-forth season uh, for one reason or another. Um, there's things that I love about him, and I think one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm just really impressed with is his grit, man. I mean, there's there's plenty of times throughout the season where everybody's expecting him to be like, okay, you're done for the season. You're not coming back in. And then you yeah. start that conversation of bring Britt in. 
you know, which I'm totally for it. I'm really excited about Bird's future. Um, yeah. I think right now, um, just like anything else, we're in this too deep already. And I want to see Lucas finish out his last year, um, hopefully on the right foot. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't deny that, man. The dude's doing everything he can to be out that field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, let's kind of get into some numbers and then we can talk about what we saw in the yeah. offense and the defense. So uh, some of these numbers are going to kind of be skewed just because the tail of two halves. So uh, total yards, uh, Simu. Is it Simu or Simu? Simu. Simu. I know. Keep on. I keep on saying Simu for some reason. Simu. Simu uh, probably got a, that's somebody's ex-wife's name for sure. <laughs> oh, shut up! Yeah. Simu. Simu. Four nineteen to three ninety. Uh, passing. They. Simu uh, had two hundred seventy-seven. We had three hundred six. Rushing. They had one forty-two. We had eighty-four. Uh, first downs were pretty even. Twenty-five to twenty-two. Uh, and then third down percentage, this is just crazy. Eight for 18 for Simo and three for 11 for us. Yeah. Uh, fourth down, they were one for two. We we're 0 for one. And the time of possession was crazy because it didn't seem like that in the second half. But 36 minutes and 49 seconds for Simo and 23 minutes for us. Uh, and we lost the turnover um, margin. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, in some of those balls, if you look at the offense, man, that first half, we lost a fumble again. Lucas, you know, that was kind of kind of like pulled it out and was running, didn't really have it in his hands and fumbled it, and they ran it in. And I was like, oh no, just oh, for a touchdown. Yeah, I think yep. it was a great option or something like that. I don't know what he read specifically that you know got him a little spooked to try to pull the ball out. I think it was a little bit too deep in the running back's hands. But yeah, man, I mean, you can tell. I mean, the disappointment on Lucas. I mean, when you think about, it, I think he said after the game, he says. I don't think I could have had a worse start to a game, yeah. you know. And I think, yeah. I think, I think even Bobby at one point he used a big word that I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. Uh, inauspicious or something like that. Whoa, whoa. Incons- inconspicuous. In- inauspicious or something like that. It- yeah, I don't even know, man. You guys can judge me all you want. I don't even care. That's out of my vocabulary. I need to learn that. Um, but he used that, and they basically said he he went from that to having a really bad start to finishing off on a really really strong um, effort. And uh, again, that just goes back to what I kind of said. Um, but yeah, no, that first half was rough in more yeah. ways than one. I mean, I saw one thing I did see in the first half that I saw that they were trying to get Malik a little bit more into the rotation, um, mm-hmm. which was you know I was pretty happy to see. And I think he really kind of took it, you know, ran with it a little bit in the second half. Um, I saw Cole Grossman get a little bit more touches this week, that which was nice kind of nice. That was yeah. beautiful to see. But all in all, man, that, that performance at for, that first half just wasn't it, man. It wasn't it in so many different no. ways. You know, well, it's I, like they were running all over us. Yeah, well, they were running all over us. And I think that they were kind of – and this is what we're going to have. We're going to have to get it to it in NDSU as well. But they were playing the same 3-3-5. Three, uh, three, three, they, uh, they weren't really kind of knowing what, and I think that they would know, they would have to know. Simo was going to ha- run it, right? They had a beast of a running back. Yeah, and, and, got and bang- uh, Gino, was his Gino name? Hess. Yeah. Gino Hess. Got banged up a little bit, which I think kind of helped us <laughs> a little bit, honestly. Um, and I think so, too. Was kind of dealing with some cramps and some leg injury or, or something like that. But, man, we, we – we, passes were all over the place like he said he wasn't uh, lucas wasn't wanting to pass off of his back throw off his back foot 
He had an interception. There's a couple of them that were in and out of that was defensive. My I mean, one in the one in the one in the red zone. Yeah. Um, in the guy's hands, basically, yeah. just couldn't come down with it. I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been. Two. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, I mean, three interceptions in the first half. I mean, obviously, or two interceptions in the first half. I mean, detrimental. Oh to yeah. Yeah, detrimental. Yep. You know, and I think I, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken that those were plays where there wasn't, you know, an immense amount of pressure. No, nope. I think nope. it was just you know him kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury, trying to work around it, and yep. see what he can do with it, man. So that's where I worry for him. You yep. know, because obviously we're going into a huge, huge game this week, and obviously they, you know, they're pretty talented. They're the number three seed for a reason. Uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things, man. I just it wasn't it wasn't him, or I mean, I guess I guess I mean I've seen a lot better play from him, so I guess yeah. my expectations way up here, the potential's way up here. Um, but that second half, man, I mean, what an incredible way to bounce back. I don't know what they said yeah. in, in, in during halftime, but I I promise you, I mean, you can hear a blind man if 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 that, a blind man was there. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, let, let's kind of go into that because I, I think Bobby had said that he kind of mentioned like, you know, they weren't executing. They needed to do better in a couple different spots. And then they brought up the 2009 comeback against SDSU mm -hmm. um, where they came back from uh, a multiple, multiple touchdowns. Um, and so they kind of went over that. Uh, it was great to see. It didn't look promising at the, at the start because they, they got that touchdown. Oh, no, yeah, and then, the first drive, they, they came down and scored on us. Yeah. Yeah. And scored on us. And then, you know, I, I totally think that Malik Flowers, if he was not the uh, the player of the game, he should have been uh, player of the week because yeah. he single-handedly with his receiving yards. And I have it here. He had seven receptions for 108 yards. Yeah. And then the big kick return for a touchdown uh, that sparked everything, man. It, it was dead in the water. 24 to three. He gets that kick return loses it in the lights a little bit comes down grabs it and then runs um throws the ball and gets <laughs> i mean call him for scott man you know oh man Jesus. i mean the dude was taken off man i mean it's just so incredible it just goes to show the type of player that he is you know yeah. i'm like obviously we can't change the past what has, ha what has happened this season but i would love had to have seen what his full potential could have been throughout the whole season you know yeah. It was a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a different field this past game, being able to utilize him and Cole Grossman, too. I mean, you see what kind of happens and how things kind of open up when you're able to utilize, you know, all your top receivers. Um, rushing came a little bit to life in that second half. Still not what it probably will need to be uh, heading over yeah. to North Dakota to play them. Um, yep. But still a lot better in the first half. I think at the end of the first half, we were only had nine yards on the ground. Nine oh. yards on the ground. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How, how gut wrenching is that? You know, you think about an offensive line unit. You know, you're you have a little bit, you know, some experience, some inexperience. You're a little bit younger too. You still have a couple more years. You're in a playoff yeah. potential. You just had a tough road loss. College game day was in your face. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you head over there, and by halftime, you're producing nine. I mean, that just nine. gotta stir something in you. You know what I mean? Well, and then you know, that second half, Nick, you know, gets banged up a little bit, comes out with a, a sling on his arm. So, you know, that's that's one thing that I noticed, man. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't him. think I don't think we're gonna have him. You know, uh, the the injuries are racking up. Uh, Deary Todd got injured, and it, it was on uh, Twitter that he's done for the yeah, season. He's, I mean, respect to him. Obviously, he's yeah. had a 
incredible career. He's been around some really, really and awesome coaches. And he's been battling injuries all year. Yeah. Um, really respect out to him. Patrick O'Connell went out, came back in, uh, thankfully. Um, oh, and then, I mean, that, that was heartbreaking. I thought he was done, too. Cause I he, thought he was done, you too. Saw him, you saw him on the bench. Yeah. I don't know if he was, but he looks like he was teary-eyed. He looks yeah. like, like this might be it for me. It might be done. Yeah. Um, one thing, I mean, I'm worried about, man, is just, I mean, it's happened a couple years in a row where we you know, we get to playoffs and yep. guys start falling really yeah. hard, really fast. Yep. You know? And, and so, then Justin, I mean, too. Justin Ford. Justin, Justin was a little bit banged up, too, for a yep. little bit, you know? And, and so he went I, out. I don't think he, I don't, I don't think I saw him after he came out with his, that uh, leg injury that he had. I think he um, did come in afterwards. Did he come in? I think. I mean, I may have going crazy, but um, still, I mean, it's one of those things is where we know it's at the end of the season, but what needs to happen in the weight room? Because I truly believe uh, you can clang and bang them. We've yep. seen that. We can play some really good football. I know at the beginning of the season, practices are different than the end of the season, but I guess where is that disconnect that – you know, we need to be doing with the players in order to keep them fresh and healthy for as long as possible, you know? Well, and you can, you can, and I hope, hope that they're not banging like they did in the the beginning of the year. No, they're definitely Heavy, heavy, heavy lifting when they're, you know, bashing each other on the, on the weekends. Hopefully not. But I, I really think that that kind of circumstance that a, a, person that was not a part of the football like a nutritionist or a body wellness person not just a lifting coach because i, I think that and I, I i don't know uh coach ryan um the lifting guy but i don't know how much you know expertise he has in you know recouping your body and and they do have that center that the brock coil the coil center which i think kind of helps um but like like you said angel this has been how many years? How many years have we had injuries like this? We haven't had a a quarterback healthy in like what? I think the last healthy quarterback was Jordy Johnson, like two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, and so we haven't had a quarterback really go full healthy for over ten years. Yeah. No, and, and this, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that things are going to happen on a year to year basis. Yeah. That's totally yeah. fine with me. You know, but I mean, we go from the season where where, you know, through the 10, 11 game span, where for the most part, for the most part, we're sitting okay, we're sitting okay. And yeah. then towards the back end of the season, that's when you really see a lot of injuries happen. Are they happening because of free things? Or are they happening because their bodies are so kind of worn out, you know? Yeah. And so don't get me wrong, I'm all for challenging myself and adaptiveness and doing these things to really kind of make sure that my body's going to be able to understand. You put yourself through immense pain that on Saturdays, you know, it's the easy day for you, you know, but when you start seeing guys kind of fall and drop on you, you start to wonder, hey, are we doing some stuff extra mobility wise? Are, are we spending more yeah. time in the training room? You know, do we have people set in the right places to really understand that, hey, they are a very different player than they were in the beginning of the season? How can we keep them to that same caliber? You know, because that's well, that's what the great teams do. I mean, yeah. the great teams, I mean, really are able to stay healthy all year long. Every yep. single year, time and time again, you know? Well, and, and it just kind of my question, and I, I don't know the answer to it, but is the, you know, the defense, there's a lot of injuries on the defense, right? Is how we play with that 3-3-5, with um, our linebackers coming in with reckless abandon for their bodies, um, you know, 
can that would that be something that hey this is why we're getting injured because of the way that we're playing um do we need to switch up our defense um yeah. and i, I don't, I don't think, think you know and this is just my opinion i don't necessarily think it's it's the way that we play or practice that puts us in these positions yeah. um and I'm just reflecting on my time. Obviously, with I was a little bit of a different, you know, lifting coach and traditionist coach, those sort of things. So I have, you know, my experience with that. I don't know Coach Ryan or I don't know, you know, kind of what's going on behind the scenes. But I do yeah. know that in my personal experience, I did experience some things that I needed a little bit of that expertise. But I also felt the pressure on the other side for myself to say, hey, you know what, I also want to get back out there. You know, exactly. but if somebody kind of forced me down and said, hey, you need to do this in order to get here before you end up having to have a back surgery and a hip surgery and then a blown out knee and this and that and this and that, you know, I, I probably would have listened, you know. Yeah. And so because football is such a different sport in comparison to other other sports. And so I don't know, man. So I just really hope that, you know, for these foreseeable weeks, because that was a tough game. You know, that was a oh, tough yeah. for us to yep. you know come back with 31 unanswered points, come up yep. with a W. Don't get me wrong, in the moment, it's all happy and glorious. But then what does your body look like on Monday morning when you run out to practice, on Tuesday morning when you're ready to clang and bang? Tuesday, Wednesday are your hard days. Thursday, you do an up-tempo walkthrough type of run-through type of scenarios. Fridays, you got to be perfectly, and then you're, 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 you know, you're on the road to traveling. And then Saturday, you're playing, you know, the defending national champions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like on a week-to-week basis? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and with, with such a schedule like we've had, because we've had a tough back end of a year. Oh, yeah. The back end has been atrocious. Um, but, you know, we, we did have in that second half, you know, Isaiah Child, after Nick Osmo went out, really did some great things. Had some I think he's going to be special, man. Dude, like, had some, had some uh, instances where he was carrying three guys. So, I feel really good with that. He had seven attempts for 47 yards. Um, from all accounts, it looks like he's going to be the guy uh, with, you know, the lack of guys that we have with uh, Marcus not being there, Nick Hurt. Um, you know, I, I wonder if they're going to play the young guy, Eli Gilman, from Minnesota, if he's going to get some reps this next game. Yeah, I and mean, he has that. He's, I mean, he has four games. He's played yeah. one. I mean, yep. so he has a couple, and he's a specimen of a beast. I mean, yeah. him and Isaiah are both well built. Oh, oh yeah. And well, so, and I he mean, has a thing against NDSU, man. I know Remember that. He does. I know like he does. this. This is about. what I'm, I bet you he's like. This is my time. This is what I'm gonna like. I and I know for a fact he's just like cramping up the bit. Like this is what I want, right? So I mean, I would do it at this point. I say, you know what the hell? Let's go see what you can do. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. I mean, I mean, his first, his first series offensive series um, score yeah. touchdown. I mean, that was yeah. pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And yep. so, I don't know, man. I Second mean, carry. the way that Isaiah ran last week, too, or this past this past Saturday was pretty impressive, too. Yeah. Um, what makes it fun to watch, though, there was this moment in time where he kept his feet running, and then you see one big guy, two big guys, before you know <laughs> all five offensive linemen, plus a quarterback, plus another person, you know, are yep. pushing the pile. And so, you know, a couple yard gains turn into 10, 15 yards. That yeah. is the best thing. You know, which is why, you know, it's a tale of two stories. You know, you see that first half, you know, production on all levels and yeah. how things are playing out. It's just not rolling our way, you know, yeah. kind of like the previous week. It was kind of this, the same story, you know, but we decided that halftime, you know, things are going to change. 
we got this and slowly but surely you started scraping it back and i think you said it exactly right malik led that charge he took it with a with 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 such a conscious effort and basically said hey man i'm i'm gonna do whatever i can and he put yeah. us in a position to do it you know followed by a couple more touchdowns followed by bergen you know kind of going out there and making an awesome play too man i mean just sparking those things yeah. it, it puts in the offense in a position to say hey you know what okay let's calm down let's calm down a little bit let's go do our job yep well and uh flink um tyler flink got uh, on that punt return got pressure on the punter ran all the way back and then set up the blocking to come back it was just i saw a perfect shot of it, it was it was amazing mm-hmm. um just setting up the the wall and yeah uh, I, I do believe he threw the ball too and it just didn't get caught <laughs> I think what do you mean we're talking about when when uh uh bergen ran that punt back oh he, yeah yeah he, yeah he chucked the ball too yeah and i was like oh crap they're gonna get another you know because 15 yard yeah, penalty they, them, huh? they didn't they yeah. didn't i was just like oh thank i was goodness. right there i was right there. where are you i was off my ass but yeah i was right there <laughs> i was right there man it was so cool it was so cool man i mean exa- i mean like i said at the beginning of, the, uh, of, of this recording the the stadium was electrifying oh, us yeah. half with with what was in there you know and i feel like i think i think you know, fans, half the fans in the first half were optimistic. Half of them were like, uh, you know, what's going to happen? But I think, I don't know if we had a come to Jesus moment, but everybody that second half was invested in the game. Yeah. I think that did a lot for the players. Um, just kind of thinking ahead, it is going to be tough to travel to North Dakota and play in front of a crowd like that. Because you saw what the crowd did for us this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like? How do you expect, you know, to kind of have a little bit of a similar result if we do get in the funk? The fans won't be there to be like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go do this. You know, yeah. and so that's what I'm worried about, you know, when it comes to, you know, kind of going or one worry about it. But ultimately, man, it was a fun game. Yeah. It really oh, this is the craziness of the halves, man. Our first half, the offense, no energy stagnant you know what we were doing wasn't working and then you know honestly you know flowers and bergen willed us to win to get that that thing going you know uh lucas starts getting kind of clicking with the wide receivers and we come back and we pull this upset um which i think simo simo kind of helped us in the fact that they got away from their game plan and what was working they were they got they got away from running on first down and throwing it which then that helped our defense kind of get them in positions where they, you know, they had to run it on second down. We could kind of uh, blitz them in a little bit of a different way. We started bringing our two safeties down uh, with Robbie and bring, bringing them in the box, which I think is going to be important for this next uh, next game this Saturday against NDSU. Um, going to be really important, but uh, it, it worked. It I don't know how well it's going to work this weekend um, mm-hmm. just because SEMO is way different than, you know, defending national champion and juggernaut of NDSU. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to have to play our best game and we're going to have to win the, win everything turnover margin. Um, and I just don't know, you know, looking at everything, how that's going to play out and we'll get that, into that in a little bit but any last thoughts man of of the semo comeback yeah man i just uh you know get big shout out to defense you know oh exactly um, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's just who they are. It's just who they are. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm really kind of sad to see you know uh, Todd not being able to play the last couple games. Um, he's been obviously such a great, great force to have on the defensive front. Um, another shout out to um, Robbie Houck, you yeah. know, all time leading tackler. Yeah. yeah, that was very cool to see, man. I yep. think, uh, I think, I think, uh, man, I just have so much respect for that defense and those guys out there. I mean, the yeah. way that they do it, the way that they consistently get after. I mean. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to play from the first snap to the last snap. It doesn't matter if it's first string, second string, third string. Um, and even when things don't go their way, I still think they always find a way to, you know, basically go out there and give it their all. And so exactly. because of that, you know, just another impressive performance. Uh, you saw um, what happens when you start to see a little bit of a better offensive front um, and how it's a little bit harder to get to quarterback. But their relentlessness, um, I think, really kind of propelled them to, to finally start getting to the quarterback. One of the funniest oh. things, man, I thought it was hilarious how the quarterback was on the ground and he'd reach up. Oh, yeah, you, you saw it every time on, on every TV. Every time. Every was, time. And I, I thought, I was like, bro, this guy's got to be concussed or something, bro. Like, <laughs> And then he'd have the ref be like, help me up, ref. Help me yeah. Up. And then the ref, ref would help him up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was it the ref. It was his lineman. It, he even asked players on our team. I know. I think Patrick O'Connell did it. Patrick O'Connell did a couple times, and then the like he was like, "Whatever, dude, like get yourself up, like seriously." Yeah, I think at first he was like, "Okay, I'm help you up," but I mean, I think by the end of it, he was just like, "Bro, what are you doing? I'm not gonna keep yeah. helping you up like this, bro." Like, I think he just taunt mocking me or taunting me or something, dude. That guy was that guy was a, a collected quarterback. He didn't really seem to be phased, regardless of no. that. No. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the black flag, the black flag has sailed, man. We, we came, we conquered, um, and we're ready to keep it rolling, man. So that's all I really have to say on that game. I love oh, yeah. being a part of it, man. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful we have a couple more. Exactly, exactly. And, hey, Angel, while you were gone, I just have to say. No, uh, no you won the prediction or something? Were you going to say something about prediction? I was, I was. What are you going to say? So, I well, I'll, 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 wait, I'll wait for the predictions to kind of bring that in there. So right. we'll, we'll wait to the predictions so I can bring it in there. Um, so we can actually be some type of a coherent mess. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, going on, man, we have a beast of a team coming or we're going into, uh, NDSU, uh, defending champions. They are the three seed this year, which, yep. you know, they haven't had a, as a strong year as they usually do. So let's kind of go by the number here with NDSU. They're nine and two, mm-hmm. seven and one in the Missouri Valley. Their only loss in the Missouri, Missouri Valley was South Dakota State. Yeah. Um, and so uh, their first game, they played Drake 56 to 14. That's a win. Uh, they played North Car- Carolina AT- AT&T uh, 43 to three win there. They went and played Arizona, which I watched a little bit of that game. And I think they kind of, they should have had that game. I think they should have had it too, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they lost 28 to 31 at Arizona. Uh, went to South Dakota uh, and beat them 34 17. And then Youngstown State 27 14. And these next two games are opponents that we've played. So Indiana State, they beat 31 26. And yeah. they beat us. Uh, yeah, Indiana State. 
and then they played. We played South Dakota. Sorry, South Dakota, and then beat them thirty-four mm-hmm. seventeen. Uh, after Indiana State, they played South Dakota State, and that was their loss that they lost by two, yeah. uh, 21-23. Illinois State twenty-four to seven. Southern Illinois twenty-one eighteen, and then they finished North Dakota forty-two twenty-one. Those two uh, like opponents are in Indiana State and South Dakota. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of go by the numbers with that just because, you know, let's say Indiana State, right? They beat them by by 17. We beat them by 35. Yep. Right? So ours were, our game with Indiana State was, our I think, our second or third game. Um, and theirs was their, what, their fourth? Um, and so they played South Dakota right after we played them. They beat them by 17. Um we beat them by 17 as well. So it, it, it's it's kind of hard to go by the numbers and look at it because you don't know who's hurt. You don't know how they're playing. You don't know. I know the one of their beasts of a, of a running back slash, I mean, he's a fullback, uh, Lupecki was hurt for a couple of games, the last couple of games. So they're winning without their main run, running back or, or fullback. Um, and so we'll see if he plays this this week. I don't know. I don't, it would be interesting to see if, if they if they play him or not. But uh, let's go into some of the the stats. Their stats on the year, right? Yep. They're averaging about thirty four point eight points a game, which opponents are averaging about seventeen. Uh, rushing yards, two hundred and sixty one. Uh, opponents are one forty four. Passing yards, they're averaging about one thirty seven. And opponents are averaging about 147. Uh, so total yardage isn't kind of a bad skew. They're averaging about 398, and opponents are averaging about 292. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. It, this is kind of an interesting. Is they're averaging actually more penalties than their opponents is, which is about 52 yards a, a game. Their time of possession, their winning time of possession by a, a three plus minutes. Their third down percentage is 54 percent. Their fourth down percentage is 69%. Mm. Uh, red zone, they're 88% in the red zone. And, you know, 74% of those 88, 88% is touchdowns. Um, they're getting 37 rushing touchdowns of their 47 touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, scoring by, by the um, quarters – First quarter, there's they're 106 points. Second quarter, 121. Third quarter, 98. And fourth quarter, 58. Um, and so definitely outscoring in all th- all four quarters. But, man, that first and second quarter, you can kind of hold kind of the same with them. Yeah. And you've got a chance. But it, it, it's going to be really, really interesting. Also, just with, I don't know if you've heard, they've had some transfers they've this had last week. Yeah. Um, they lost DJ Hart, which was their fourth leading wide receiver. Um, they lost Marquise Siegel, uh, it just, which is a cornerback. He was their tied for first with interceptions. And then their running back, Dom, I'm going to get his name wrong, uh, Nolly, or uh, he was fifth in rushing. Yeah, and I couldn't find names, but I've heard there's three more that surfaced since. 
Um, so oh, really? Of about six of them. Um, I also wrote an article that basically started talking about, well, what's going on in the program? Uh, why are people leaving right before the playoffs? But what I'm hearing is, and from what I understood, is that the transfer portal is putting them in a really, really tough predicament. Apparently, yeah. they have had a certain amount of days in order to find a new home, and apparently this just happens to be the time. It's not after the full season is over where they have that window. I guess their window's right now, which, again, some of these players had the option to leave a couple games ago, but they decided to stick it out until the end of the regular season before they had to really kind of jump ship. And it sounds like they're the third and fourth string guys for the most part, yeah. um, which is obviously it's nice to have that depth. From what I'm hearing from um, – uh, what's, the, what's the head coach's name? What's his Ends. name? And Coach Coach Ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for, I was gonna say Coach Eck for whatever reason, but that's Idaho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Coach Ends said that hey, it's not an actual culture thing. It's not a program thing. There's there's no red flags. There's no red lights that we know of. Um, it's really just I think these players, you know, are having a little bit of a better position to go play somewhere else. They just yeah. want to make sure that they have you know that a lot of time to to find a proper home for them. Exactly. Um, so it yeah. sounds like they're still firing on all cylinders, but I do know regardless of who you lose, any type of blow to the depth that chart is going to change things around a little bit different. Yep. As far as how how crucial it is, we'll see Saturday. We don't know that, obviously. But there's a couple of things. And like you said, they're obviously out there scoring a whole lot in the first half. And I think if we're able to kind of eliminate some of that scoring in the first and second quarter, it's going to put us in a lot better position because traditionally we are more of a second half team. We obviously saw it this weekend. Yep. Uh, haven't really seen it too much throughout this year, but I just don't know. I do know traditionally I've always been a second half team when I played. That's just kind of who we were. And I'm hopeful that might be the case this week. Obviously you want a strong performance, but you're going based off the statistics and what you can see. You know, and just uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough on those types of things. What do you kind of think? Well, let's go into the let's go into their offense so we can can see what their offense looks like, and then we can talk about what our defense needs to do, yeah, and then we'll yeah. go into our, their defense and talk about our offense to so kind of go um, vice versa. So their their quarterback Cam Miller, uh, he's one twenty for one seventy four, fourteen fifty eight yards, ten touchdowns, two interceptions. He's only averaging one hundred thirty two yards. Uh, per pass because they they run right <laughs> they run a power formation i formation sometimes with uh, their fullback different kind of run packages that they do in that power formation yeah. kind of remind me of like the stanford when they had uh jim, Har jim harbaugh back there oh, they had those okay. two they always had like two tight ends and they were just okay. running it down people's throat yeah um he also has 71 attempts for for rushing 326 yards with 11 touchdowns. So he's also a dual threat to run. They do have some packages in there where they do run him on purpose. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be interesting to look at. Their running backs, uh, Hunter uh, Lupecki is their fullback. Um, so don't get me wrong with that. I do know he's a fullback. <laughs> he's got 98 attempts for 621 yards. He's averaging about 62 yards a game, which that's kind of deceiving. He's got nine touchdowns, which he hasn't played in the last two or three games. And so yeah. if if he did, that would be probably well over that. Uh, Kobe Williams, he's had 70, 76 attempts, 508 yards, seven touchdowns. And then Tameric Williams, um, 74 attempts, 559 yards, three touchdowns. 
So they're going to run it down our throats, right? Mm-hmm. And their wide receivers, they're they're okay. You know, they've, they've got Zach Mathias, 23 receptions, 330 yards, and three touchdowns. Joe Stoffel, 17 receptions, 170 yards. And then, then the Hunter Lepecki has had, you know, 14 receptions for 196 yards and four touchdowns. So he's kind of like dual threat as but well. They have a couple guys on the receiving side of things, but obviously, with obviously, where, yeah, where they are a really run first team. Yeah. Um, I guess, how do you think we'd fare up if our defense is kind of able to slow them down a little bit in the run game? Do you think they have a, a good enough passing attack to be able to really kind of hurt us? Honestly, it's going to look like we said against the Bobcats, right? It's going to, we have to stop the run. That is foremost. We have to stop the run. We have to dare them to, to make a pass. Right. Mm -hmm. And the only way we're going to be able to do that. I don't think we can play our three, three, five. Honestly, I don't think think we can. I I don't think we can. I, and, and we, I think we could, we could mold it and play it in a different kind of style where we're bringing down those safeties like we did in the last game against SEMO. But if we're going to just play it how we did against the cats, where we're going to leave our safeties deep, they're going to, they're going to have these big, and their, their linemen are huge, man. They're outweighing our defensive line by 20, 30 pounds at least. Uh, well, you know what though? I mean, some of our guys are in the same kind of realm. But I, I haven't seen our defensive line really do damage. You know, Gubner in the first half of the season was was an all American man, and he hasn't. He and I don't know if he's he's injured or anything. And and I love the guy, but he hasn't been there. Uh, Kale Edwards, I haven't seen him. He he was there. I, I don't know if he's injured. Um, you know, McGoran has been one of our. You know pillars of of how he's played and he's kind of come on late and so has Derry Todd but we're out Derry Todd so I don't know if Kale Edwards is still you know nursing an I don't injury, know but... man I, I, I disagreed a little bit with that man I think they've been playing phenomenal but yeah. they are not the guys that are gonna get that that stardom that power that basically that stat they no, but I, you do have I, to get some some momentum and some push up. And there, I though. think that they do, man. I think if you go okay. back and watch the film, I think you'd be surprised how well they disrupt offensive lines in order okay. to give those linebackers the ability, or else we wouldn't have Patrick O'Connell's, you know, with Jason oh, yeah. and the Dantes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think because of that, I think I think you'd be surprised if you just did a little like just straight hyper focused on that defensive line and how we kind of disrupt some things. Mm-hmm. I think it would throw you off for a loop because it's deceptive because on paper, you look at these things and you're like, ah, oh, well, you know what? I haven't really seen nothing too crazy out of them. But I think once you start looking out to the fundamentals and the type of play that they produce, you start mm-hmm. to really realize that, Hey, they're just doing it in a different way that gives somebody else an opportunity to shine. Well, little, I understand. Little, like, I understand. You know, a lot. Yeah, of well, and I under and I understand that they're, they're doing it differently, and they're 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 gonna kind of just take up space and kind of plug a hole, right? Uh-huh. But the last game, you know, I, I saw in that first half that they we they were getting yards, man. They were getting big yards, eight nine yards. But you're in, in the playoff, though. You're in I know, playoff, but in, not, look at look at Montana State where we got ripped by four hundred yards rushing. So that's what I'm going off of. I'm not going off of the whole season. I'm going off of the, just the last games where I, I don't know. I, I think we have to change change a little bit of our scheme 
to be able to stop this running attack where they're going to have power eye formation where they have another guy in the backfield plus one and sharp (laughs) we're gonna be yelling at each other (laughs) i feel like you know tripping Perfect. Uh it's all right, man. Very, very I, I love you. But it's all I love you. But man, we haven't had a, a, a good time having that plus one and, and being able to. We have the in the first half of the SEMO game, we weren't tackling very well. Thankfully, that second half we got kind of right. Hopefully, you know, that second half will get us right. But honestly, I, I I and like I said, and I'm repeating myself, but I think we need to change up not, not necessarily throwing away the three three five. But we have to do something different with our safeties. We have to do something to kind of throw them off where they haven't seen it, right? This is the this is the time to do it. All hands on deck. Throw everything that we can at them to throw them off. We have to make them uncomfortable. This team doesn't get uncomfortable. They play how they play. They play how they play because they know that their system, they can do that and beat any other team. Mm-hmm. So we have to make them uncomfortable. The way that we're going to win this game is by our offense outscoring their offense. Honestly, like that, I think that is how we're going to make them uncomfortable. We get the ball, we score. They're going to run the ball, probably take a longer of a time to, to get it down. Then we're at, offense is back there. Run, let's score again. We cannot have it down with our offense where we have to punt or where we don't get points. Oh, you're talking about we need to cons- – oh, okay. I was, we have to consistently, to consistently score. be scoring yeah, okay, that's um, to put meant. the pressure on them. Like, yeah, yeah, they score. We got to score. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, no, duh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no. yeah, I do think it, it, they're, they're one of the teams that – and this is what it worries me a little bit. I, the, the times that we have have won, it's mm-hmm. been convincing – and dominant in every single. I mean, you look at the wins that we have had. There was never really a moment in the full game where it was like, okay, uh, they're creeping back up on us. I felt like it was pretty consistent. We were always scoring. We were always moving the ball. And then we meet these teams that obviously they're a little bit more in our caliber. And we'll get down to the wire, but we'll just never really kind of be able to close out that game, you yeah. know? And so it kind of worries me because obviously seeing that, Obviously, we're we're weeks away from that. It's it's a different team now. We're 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 going through stuff. Playoffs at zero zero. I guess we're it's one and one zero. You know, a yep. chance to go two and zero. But we're playing against a team that will not fold if you if you throw some adversity in their face. Yep. We're up three touchdowns. That I could easily see them kind of doing what we just did to you know see oh, yeah. having a great Definitely. second half, bringing it down to the wire and seeing what we're kind of made of. Yep. That's that's where I'm kind of thinking that this week's gonna go. Um, I think it's gonna go one of two ways, man. I think it can go that way potentially, where we have an opportunity to stay in the game um, into that fourth quarter, and then it, you 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 never know what's gonna happen. Obviously, it hasn't hasn't flipped on our side of the coin yet, but I'm hopeful that maybe who knows it might work out this weekend, yeah. or it's gonna be a complete um, chase from behind. Um, and if we get in a position where we're down three, four, or five scores. I, I just don't know if we'll have enough in the tank to be able to kind of come back and make it. Obviously, I'm hopeful enough. I'm a fan. I'm going to root for it. It doesn't matter Chris till I die. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to make sure we do everything in our power to 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 be in the fight with them for four quarters. 
not for two because I don't think two will give us enough time. No. Well, and I think we we haven't played a full game this year. Yeah. And so this is going to be – we have to play a full game, kind of like one of our, our people that are watching this, you know, uh, Ron uh, – uh, I'm going to get your name wrong, Glowney. He says you better play for all four quarters yeah. uh, with this. I mean, I totally agree, Ron. Uh, we're going to have to um, play all four quarters. Um Angel, what would you do? On, so we're talking about their offense, their power formations that they do, uh, even with, you know, losing Hunter Lepecki for whatever stint. Uh, they were still beating teams. Southern Illinois, they beat. North Dakota, they beat by three touchdowns. What, what do you think we need to do to, to beat them? You think that we can run this 3-3-5? and still beat them with our defense. How, how do we do that? You know what I think? I think it's just um, sticking to the script. You know, I kind of think back and I related to this thing that I heard a long time ago. I mean, I think every, it's pretty popular. Bruce Lee was just like, hey, if you don't practice a thousand kicks, you practice one kick a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, right now in the season, there's there's a lot of speculation. I mean, obviously, as fans, we were, we'll throw do something different, change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Make some adjustments. And I'm 100% for that on the defensive side of things. There are going to be certain adjustments on how we line up, you know, but I think the premises and the concepts are going to really kind of stay the same. I really do think this is where that health kind of gets in order that I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that we come in this week feeling pretty refreshed because obviously coming off a tough game, you know, come back like that. Um, you feel great Saturday night. You wake up Sunday morning a little bit sore. You know, they've had a week to rest. Sometimes bye weeks can help out, help, help us out. It's mm-hmm. been kind of a culprit of ours this past couple of years, um, but it could potentially be a carpet of them, a culprit of them for the next for, for for this year. But they've been in the playoffs forever, so I really just think it's going to come down to matchups. How healthy are we on our side of things? Because obviously losing Todd, now we're going to rely on uh, you know Governor. We got to rely on. You Houston, know, yeah, yeah, Gorin, yeah, you know, Garrett, you we gotta, you know, have all those people in place feeling really, really good, ready to get punched in the face and be yeah. ready to punch back. I, I, if there's, if there's, you know, one, one group that I, that I, I, I feel most confident in being consistent is that defense. You know, yeah, it's that defensive line too. Yes, some things have not gone our ways. Um, kind of anomaly in this whole season, obviously, what's his neighbor's game. That was, you know, pretty mm-hmm. hurtful. And I know those guys yeah. felt that, you know. I know oh, yeah. But, but you know, I'm going off the characteristics that we have seen all year. Even in those tougher games, um, maybe you can kind of argue that Weaver State was kind of one of those games where oh, well, it wasn't necessarily on our side. I feel like we've been consistent, you know, throughout our games as far as matchups on the front um and giving those linebackers an opportunity so the linebackers i think is going to be key this week you know yeah. i think defensive linemen set it up i think linebackers key it up and then from there having that secondary for that extra support if they do decide to get a little bit creative and maybe focus on a little bit more of a pass heavy or they throw out a couple packages that we're not used to you know well, I think- yeah one, one thing that the, the cats killed us is they got the edge right they got yeah. the edge and they ran us to death on the outside yeah yeah, yeah. you know I, I don't see this time this north dakota state team doing that they're no, gonna run they're that. gonna run it they're gonna run it down our throats right? yeah i think they're more of a middle yeah well and i think that you know one of our our great assets this year has been our cornerbacks right uh this is yeah. this is the the time to you know show the no fly zone or whatever you want to call them you know to the lockdown corners 
you know, hopefully Justin Ford isn't hurt and he comes back and shows how, how, you know, beast mode he can go, put them on an Island and then have other guys come in and stop that run, make them throw, make them throw the ball because then they're not going to be that comfortable doing that. And then we can get the pressure on Cam Miller, which he's not, you know, he's a good quarterback, but they're not putting him back there to throw the ball, to be honest. And I don't mean any disrespect to North Dakota State, but he's not their best quarterback that they've had in the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's you know he's no uh, quarterback that they've had where he, they can throw it to. Yeah, um, no Trey Lance, of course. No, no yeah. Exactly. And so he's going to want to run. He's going to want to give it to his run, running backs, and they're going to want to run you to death. So make him uncomfortable, get some pressure on him like we like to do, get in his face and make him throw the ball. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things that you'll probably be able to see early in the first and second quarter is if we can stop their run enough where they have to throw it on third down, where they it's a third and long and we can we can rush where we know, hey, you have to throw it on this one. You can't mm-hmm. run eight yards. You can't mm-hmm. run nine yards. That's going to be really important to see. Put our our cornerbacks on an island and and see who wins. Yeah, and that's what basically I you know I was trying to say. I just said it in a way that just probably confused people, you know. But yeah. really, you know, have those linebackers giving them an opportunity to get freed up a little bit, which comes down to the defensive line making sure they provide a little bit of pressure. You know, take up some of those blocks to give those linebackers the opportunity, you know, to get in on some stops. And again, obviously, have that support from the secondary, forcing them to throw it simply because every single week I see our, I see our secondary getting better and better. You know, I saw last week, I I mean, I was even thinking to myself, it's like Walker is playing some really good He's football, yeah. you know, and it's getting more consistent every single week. Obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing, you know, some some mismatches that they sometimes take advantage of, but it doesn't happen very often. Um, and so I think if we do force them to pass, we do have an opportunity to win. But I think if that defensive line holds them up, those linebackers key on those key players, on those run plays, stuff them up a little bit, we put them in positions where it is 38, 39, and they have to. I mean, they're not going to run it that that far, that deep every single time. But yeah, you never know. Like I said, it all comes back to who's healthy, who's stronger, and who's getting yeah. ready to punch in the mouth. You know, because we're both sides are going to be swinging. Yeah, well, look, just go to their special teams. Their kicker, uh, Will Cardinal, um, yeah. averaging about fifty-eight yards uh, per kick. Their field goal kicker, Griffin Carosa. Six for seven this year, 85%. Mm-hmm. Uh, their punter, uh, Caden uh, Steindorf, 38 mm-hmm. yards per punt. So um, not as great as a, a, a punting person as we have uh, in Patrick Rohrbach. Uh, their kick returner, uh, Roja Nelson, averaging about 20.3 in average. And then their punt returner is averaging about 14. So, you know, if you look at it by the numbers, you know, I think we have them. Uh, with our kick return, our punt return, and our kicker. You know, I was really impressed with our uh, Nico Ramos this last game kicking. Um, it's hard to kick in the cold, too. Yeah. And so I feel like we're kind of getting that kind of solidified, which is awesome to see as well. So I think we've got the edge on special teams. I hope they kick to what do you about- I hope they kick to, to, to Malik, man. I hope he can get one more and be the all-time leader and kick return Leak touchdowns. Leak man, man. Send us um, to the league, man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
So, I, I mean, that would be a dream, obviously, for him. I think that would put him in a great position heading into, obviously, the last couple games um, to kind of see where he kind of ends up. If he gets a couple opportunities, maybe he gets drafted. You never, you never know. Um, but, I mean, to have that – I mean, it's going to put you in a great, great position. So I love the guy, man. Um, I'm hopeful for him. And again, just like this past week, I hope they utilize kind of transitioning onto our offense. I really do hope that they utilize our receivers, how they started to kind of do that second half. You saw Paul Bergen, Malik, yep. Ryan Sims Simpsons was targeted a couple of times, yep. Mitch Roberts, and you saw it was spread out a little bit. And I think that put us in a little bit of a position to, to, to have – that defense on the heels um and they have a, a pretty decent i guess okay front uh mm -hmm. i know they have a yeah. defensive end that's pretty solid it's pretty oh yeah um yeah. i do know that the rest of them are they're they're good players yeah um, but from what i've seen in recent years they're not as you know kind of at that same caliber of player very good team very well coached yeah um, but definitely if our offensive line comes to play which I hope, I hope that they do, man, simply because we've had too many ups and downs. Um, yeah. I really hope that they come out to play and kind of take that take that on the chin, man, because um, they have a chance to do some cool things. Um, and I think if they just have some great play, it, it'll always give us a chance. Well, to get into their defense, like you said, yeah. you know, they are ranked in the top, uh, top five, top 10-ish in passing, um, passing defense, right? Um, their rushing is in, I, and these are roughly, um, are you talking top, top five FCS or top, yeah. top five. Okay. Yeah. Top fit. They're in the top 50 for rushing. So you definitely want to rush it on this team. And where are we at when it comes to, you know, FCS? Do you know by chance? You know, off the top of my head, I don't, I think we, when we were going into the cat game, we were ranked in the top 10 for, um, for rushing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I don't know how that that game affected. Um, okay, I'll just those curious. those those numbers. So, so they have a strong pass defense. Yeah, they have a strong pass defense, which I I thought what we could do to what we're gonna have to do. You would think it'd be different. You think they'd have a really strong rush, defense, right? You, know, with you would think of, so. Yeah. So let's go into their defense, and then we can kind of talk about like what we think the offense needs to do. Um, so their linebacker, their main tackler is James Kazar, uh, 69 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, one interception. Their safety, Michael Tutsi, uh, 50 tackles, two tackles for loss and one interception. The other linebacker, uh, Nick Covitz, 47 tackles, 44.5 tackles for loss. The other linebacker, they've, they've got some linebackers, man. Um, Luke Wheats. 44 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, one interception. Um, and then another Logan Cop, another linebacker, 31 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, two interceptions. And then their beast of a defensive end, man. Spencer uh, Wage, 6'5", 282, thir uh, 33 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, seven sacks. Um, and so he is the beast on the corner. Um, so definitely want to get <laughs> so a guy on him. I mean, what does he line up primarily? I'm sure he moves around a little bit, but is he a left or right tackle? You know, I, I don't know the off the top of my head. I didn't, I wasn't able to. That, that, that is going to be huge. It is going to be huge. Huge. 
Yes. So I'm uh because if he if he's on that side with Walker and McGinnis, like I think that will be good. But mm-hmm. if he's on that other side with the um, you know, and not saying that they're bad, but they're just young, right? With Brian, Brown and uh, uh yeah. Brown or Grimsrud or yeah. uh Casey, where they're not having this, you know, they're one of their you know post game or postseason. I think it it will it'll be it'll show, right? Yeah, this will this will be a you know an interesting week for the tackles. You know, they really yeah. gotta they, they really gotta buckle down. You know, and it's kind of interesting when you kind of think about it. I mean, their strength lies uh, on their defensive side and uh, in pass defense. We like to throw a ball a little bit more more than we like to run it. Yep. Um, obviously, our defense is is obviously known to you know be pretty decent with the rush. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's super interesting that that's kind of what they like to do, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, and it, it like, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. But no, no, that's basically it. What were you gonna say? What and this is like my question to you. What do you think we're gonna have to do? Because I have things that I think we should do. Like going into before I saw that, I was like, oh gosh, we're just we just need to throw the ball, right? Which then I saw those numbers and I was like, oh crap. like i thought that was going to be our way to kind of you know push it on them i don't think you know maybe we can run it on these guys maybe but i think we have to we have to make them feel on edge we have to be able to score fast exactly Um, and so i I don't think we'll score fast you know i think i think if we you know i think that's just kind of you know our identity a little bit. I think we, we take quite a long time to score, mm-hmm. um, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, plays in order to get to the end zone, which is totally fine. I just need us to, you know, I, I guess, I guess make a little bit better decisions overall, you yeah. know, when it comes to Lucas, slow the game down a little bit. You know what I mean? It's hard. Obviously it's hard to say that done. I can never play the quarterback position. I'm just too dumb. But at the same <laughs> time, you know, there's a reason that people entrusted you to, to be in that position, to be in that spot, make the right reads. You know, if it's too tough of a throw, maybe think about seeing if you can get a couple of extra yards. Maybe just pick up the first down. You know, can you go for the long ball? 100% challenge them, but at the same time, if they're top five, top 10 pass defense, um, we're going to want to rely on the run. You know, yeah. which, uh, you know, hey, let's not, you know, fumble the ball in transition. Let's be a little more consistent on the handoffs. And, you know, hopefully the line is kind of ready to play to see if we can create some of those holes, you know, because if they're, you know, top 50 in rush, obviously there's a gap there for a reason. We might want to exploit that a little bit, but at the same time, we can't be reliant on that. We need to be able to pass the ball with mm-hmm. some pretty, you know, safe, smart passes to put us in a position to be able to run the ball. So yeah, I guess that's kind of the overall game plan as far as how it's going to get done. That's up to them. Um, but I guess, what are you thinking? Well, you know, before, before, I saw those numbers. I thought, man, what we need to do is we just need to un no backfield, right? Get Lucas back there. No backfield. We're going to have Flowers. We're going to have Bergen. We're going to have Mitch. We're going to have Grossman and, you know, uh, uh, Keelan White. And we're going to go five wide, right? And we're just going to throw the ball on them. You know, have a couple deep routes, crossing routes, you know, a safety where if we need to unload it, we can we can do that. But um, I still think we need to, to be able to win this game. We're going to have to score faster than what we, we are. We have to. But knowing these numbers, we're going to have to run it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can look differently. We don't have to just run. And this is where I think 
where we need to bring in Brit, right? Not just just have packages where we're keeping them honest, mm-hmm. where hey, we he can run and he can he can we can have plays where it's going to be a passing formation and he can just run, right? The Rose RPOs where I think we can keep them honest and keep them um, coming up a little bit so that we can pass it on them. You know, I don't honestly believe the numbers too well because honestly, what type of a passing team have they seen, right? South Dakota State. I mean, yeah, the Missouri Valley Conference is primarily known to be kind of a ground and pound you know, yeah, um, it's not going to be like Eastern Washington where they're going to throw it all over the, you know, yeah, uh, the field on you. Uh, so I don't know. I, I still think we need to score faster than we are. We have to keep we have to take care of the ball. We we have to win the turnover margin this game, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and we've got to make sure that we're we're getting a score on special teams. Um, we have to create our own energy because we're not going to have, like you said, Angel, we're not going to have the the crowd there. We're mm-hmm. not going to have the crowd to get us back into it. Um, and so we're going to have to make it somehow, somehow. Yeah. And road games have always traditionally been tough for us, you know? Yeah. And so uh, we got to figure out a way to get it done. I do think it has been better in recent years because Bobby has been there. Um, he has a little bit of a better formula than, than what I've, you know, witnessed um, in previous years. Um, but I think you kind of, you know, hit it on the head, I think. I, I see the benefit to scoring faster. I'm just, yeah. I guess I'm just thinking a little bit more realistic um, as yeah. far as do I think we will? No. Maybe, but I yeah. don't necessarily foresee it happening. You know, I yeah. think we're a little bit more of that longer drive type of offense, um, especially with a defensive like this. You know, I think the times that we've had been able to score fairly quickly, it's through the air, and it's because of, you know, obviously huge mismatch. I don't yeah. think we'll get those same type of mismatches. Um, so obviously we're going to need a couple players to kind of step it up. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We, 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 every single week we have one player that steps up and you're like, man, he had a really great game, but where was everybody else? They were kind of quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to see consistency, consistency throughout the receiving room. Um, we're way too talented. I want to see yeah. um, a little bit more um, d- better decision making um, for my quarterback, you know, um, and not to say that, you know, I needed them throw for 600, 700 yards, you know, just, just know the situation, the down, those sort of things in order to make the right decision. He has enough experience. He's smart enough. We've seen some great potential. Um, and I just really wanted to hit that peak of potential and what better place to do it um, in somebody else's stadium uh, against the defending national champions. Um, and then again, on the offensive line front, we really need to communicate, you know, because yeah. when you're playing against, I mean, I've been a part of some games, where I knew the guy across me was very talented. That was, you know, NFL type of caliber-esque. Um, and I really relied on the guys around me in order to help me and vice versa. They played against some guys, and I made sure I was there to kind of make it work. Um, so I think if we put all those things together, don't overhype and make it more what it is, but go play the football that we have the potential to play. We haven't played it yet, but if we have the potential to play, I think if we start chasing the p- potential, play against ourselves, Find a way to to motivate ourselves because again, like you said, and um, like I said, you know, our stadium's not there. Um, there's always a chance for us, which is a beautiful part about it. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people are kind of in this weird, like I'm a Grizz fan, but I hate the Grizz right now place. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, 
you know, whatever happens at this point, we have nothing to lose, man. We truly, truly don't. You know, there's some people that I already think the season's over. Um, and so I just want to let everybody out there know that I believe. Um, uh, and we're going to see what happens this week, man. That's all I really can say about that offensive output. Yeah, one of our listeners, Ron, you know, he's 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 commenting, man. He has a great yeah. kind of uh, – You're gonna your defense is going to need rest. You're going to need some sustained drives. Totally understand that and totally get that. I just don't I, – I, I see this all the time with NDSU is they want you to play their game, right? They want you because they know that they can beat you at their game, right? Mm-hmm. And so I understand that our defense is going to need breaks, but I just don't understand, and, 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 I, and I, I know that our defense is not 100% healthy as well. Um, and so I don't, I just don't think that we can play that game with them. We're going to need some other scores to make them feel uncomfortable, either by getting them on the defensive side, either by getting them on the special teams. Um, because if we're going to do this, we're going to have those long sustained runs. We can't make a error. If we make an error, they're going to do a long drive. They're going to get a touchdown, um, most likely, um, with their running. And you know, what, man, I, I also, you know, just kind of thinking about it, man. I think this is. I think those guys are getting preached and coached. And obviously, I don't know, but I, I think that they're getting preached and coached and basically say, "Hey, you know what? This is a chance to redeem yourself." You know, yeah. um, it's a chance to kind of really make right on some of those wrongs that we feel that. You know, we're, we're, was was because of our own long uh, or, or our own doing. I think Ron. I think I. I know. I kind of agree that it's going to be long, sustained ones. But we need to have long sustained. It can't be three and outs and three and outs and three. No, and we're going to have to. You get- see what happens with our defense when you give them a little bit of time, a yep. little bit of time, score here and there. You know, release some of that pressure, and you yep. see them start to. You know, the snowball effect. You see. You know, tackle for loss, turn into to a sack, turn into, you know, an interception, turn into, you know, turn into more, turn into safety potentially. And so because of that, I think, you know, if we give them, you know, a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of a pushback, we don't go no, no three and outs or, or, you know, two drives, you know, we actually, you know, take it down the down their throats at their home. I do think that's going to create a little bit of worry. And then their offense has to go out and anticipate what our defense is going to do when they have full rest and full recovery. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's just kind of my two cents. But it totally could be the other way around. It could be it, yeah. get in the end zone, pr- create some pressure, and then kind of leave it up to our defense to see what they could do. But you yeah. never know. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, man. This game, you know, you want to play the best. And I, I, if this is our game that we go out, I, I – the seniors, you want to play the best, right? You want yeah. to have your opportunity to beat the best. This team has been the best for the last decade, um, with yeah. I think nine out of the ten last nine of the ten last national championships. Um, this is what we want, right? Yeah. And so you know, it, it it would probably if we beat this team. I don't know what you would think. It, honestly, me, I don't think it would take away the the loss of the cats, but it would, it would do a good job of that. Just how, how, how we lost, but it would be getting us time where we can get that, that taste out of our mouth, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I like our chances. If we get past this game, I like our chances moving forward. I like your chances too, man. But again, I mean, got to go through these guys first. Yeah. Um, we, we've been, uh, this has been a season of really some mis- mixed emotions. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's challenged a lot of people. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I, I, I can only hope for the best and wish for the best, man. But yeah. before we give our closing remarks, man, do you have anything else to say on the on the preview? No, you know, I, I think we've we've covered what our defense, what our offense needs to do. Um, and, you know, just go support them and, and watch. I, I do believe it's going to be on ESPN Plus at 130. So if you have Plus, definitely go check it out and watch the game. If you don't have Plus, you know, go find a bar, man. So fun for a sports bar, man. That's How about you? Any last words, Angel? Uh, no, man. It just uh, it's a special time in a lot of these players' life, and this is really the final moment of football forever, forever. Yeah. Some of those guys may have an opportunity to play, and you know, football only lasts so long. Even if you do make it to the next level, but um, at the end of the at the end of the day, man, I just uh, I really do hope that they go. You know firing out all us go go out swinging basically you exactly. know firing all cylinders and at the end of the day if they if they do end up being on the wrong side of that game that they that they know that they uh that they really gave it their all so i'm extremely proud of those guys uh love all those guys to death you know i still have a lot of relationships with them and so i just at the end of the day man i just i'm excited to go see what they do um simply because they only get a couple more downs left so make them count exactly exactly uh prediction time man do it real um, quick, man. What you got? Oh, well, hey, before before we get into that, uh, Michael Kemper, he was our one of our guest hosts last week. So um, we did, we had guest hosts on, guys. If you want to go see the podcast, great episode. Um, some Grizz fans, former uh, player Luke Rounds was on too as well. But uh, so we've got a kind of disagreement. And Mike, Mike is saying here, hey, Adam, last week I predicted a 34-21 score. I believe I was the closest being off by only three points. Adam, does that mean that I have more wins on game score predictions than you this season? (laughs) So no, 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 no. So wait, 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 wait. So the score that I said, I, I, and and I know I'm going to get eaten alive with this. I had two, I had two scores because no, 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 no. Okay. So let, let me tell you what, why the, person that uh the quarterback right he was iffy if he was in a play i said it would be 34 34 24 if he played okay and then i said if we don't if he doesn't play we're beating them 30 i think it was like 38 to 7 so yes mike he only gave one score he did win that but if we were going off of the one that i predicted we would have been tied. Nah, I but think you took it, man. I think he, he. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. He he, he has beaten me once, which is more wins than I have had this whole year. So, <laughs> That's great. Um, You've been on the podcast <laughs> one time. I know it sucks, man. <laughs> Damn, you, you're gonna you're gonna get off of this thing and be like, honey. I still think I won. Like you're gonna be telling her after this. I was like, I think that bullshit. I think I won on that one, but oh, she already gonna... gave me crap last time when I, when we were on, and she's like. You didn't win again, did you? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, why do you keep on doing that? I'm like, well, who knows, man? Maybe that uh, that turkey thing that you had might have been good luck. I don't think so. I don't think so. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. <laughs> All right, man. What's your prediction, dude? Ah, uh, juice, 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 juice. You know what? I think it'll be. You know, I don't think it'll be a low-scoring game. I don't think it'll be an outrageously high-scoring game. I think I'm kind of going for right in between. If I had to put a number on it, I see Grizz up. uh, What is it? 
2123. 2123 Grizz. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh man. Okay. I could see them going mid 20s, maybe low 30s potentially depending on the shootout if there is one uh but ultimately i think since you know they're going to be trying to run it a lot we might be trying to run it a lot too i think there might be a, a, a you know the time's going to expire some because you keep, you keep the clock rolling yeah okay people are gonna hate me <laughs> uh 34 17 bison Bison, I knew you were gonna say that shit. I knew you were gonna freak them up. I knew it, dude. I was sitting here thinking, I was just like, is Adam gonna do it? Is he gonna be the first one to turn against him? I don't care what. Even if I know we're gonna lose by a hundred, <laughs> the University of Alabama, I'm always gonna root for the Grizz. You oh, I'm gonna root for my team, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna always root for my team. But if I'm giving a prediction, I'm gonna give a prediction of how I think it's gonna. North Dakota State flag. For no, I'm not gonna ever have one of those. I'm going to send it Ever. to your house. <laughs> Just because I predicted the win doesn't mean that I'm, I'm cheering for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. All I'm right. Excited. All right, man. Uh, if you guys have predictions, let us know. We want to hear them. Um, you guys can get a hold of us on Instagram and Twitter at Fight on Montana. Yep. Um, also, make sure, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, definitely, we've picked up a couple more um, rates and reviews on, on Apple, which is great. We need to get more of those so we can get farther up in the echelon of algorithms of whatever they're doing up there. So uh, if you have not already done that, please go rate and review our podcast. Subscribe to it. Also, if you haven't already done so, you can watch this podcast via uh, YouTube through the FCS Fans Nation's YouTube channel. They just don't have Montana, which is our our you know, focus, but they have other teams that they focus on as well. It is a nationwide podcast, with different teams. Um, so, and they also have a national show as well. So good guys, good shows, knowledgeable people where if you're looking for some FCS content, totally uh, the way to go. Yeah, hundred percent guys. Uh, just reach out to us, man. Come join in on the fun um we were really fortunate to kind of meet some great people through this uh yeah. kind of environment um again we're on uh youtube at fcs fans nation uh, we're on twitter we're on instagram at fight on montana uh so be sure to check us out man let us know what you guys think what you guys want to hear um questions that you may potentially have and uh or and just kind of go from there man we're just grateful to do this and um yeah man as always go risk fight on <laughs>